I stood and offered my arm to assist her into her chair before moving it closer to the table, hanging her cane on the back of my chair. Now that she was actually sitting across from me, words failed me. All I could do was stare into those twinkling emerald green eyes, feeling so foolish but unable to break her spell over me. After what seemed like an hour, but could only have been a few seconds, she cocked her head to the left and gave me a look that said, Now what? I I'm sorry, I stammered. The spell merely interrupted. You're just so lovely. I don't know quite what to say now that you're actually sitting here with me. She lowered her eyes once more. Woody, I'm afraid you're embarrassing me with your kind words, but I do thank you nonetheless. We spent the next 15 minutes talking about our lives and our music. To my utter amazement, she seemed genuinely interested in every word and nuance. Oh my goodness, she gushed, looking at her watch. I completely lost track of the time. I'm afraid I've got to get back on stage for my third set, Woody. As she stood, she took her cane from my hand, looked back at me, smiling that innocent little smile that women seemed so good at. Do you have your sacks with you, Woody? Uh, sure, it's up in my room, I answered, unsure why she had asked. Well, what are you waiting for, she teased, as if enjoying my confusion. Tenor sax sounds real nice with acoustic guitar, don't you think? It took a moment for her question to register in my mind, but as soon as it did, my words fell over themselves. Yeah, it does. I, I mean, I I'd love to. I that is, if it's okay with you, I stuttered. Great, she chuckled. Why don't you join me on stage for my last set? I stayed at my table long enough to finish dessert and listen to most of her third set before I returned to my room to grab my sacks, all the while wondering, what are you setting yourself up for this time, Woody Reed? Ten minutes before one o'clock, I re-entered the restaurant. The hostess recognized me. Oh, I see you're back, Mr. Reed. Time for another house ginger ale? That would be great, I surprised her. After only a momentary lapse, she regained her smile and walked me back to my table. By now, the room was less than half full, which is probably why the last set is the one reserved for sit-ins when you've never heard your invited artist perform before. I sat down, placing my sax case up on end between my feet. Several diners recognized me as the love-struck guy who had made such a fool of himself earlier in the evening and favored me with their understanding smiles. The rear stage door opened, and Violetta once again limped to her position at stage front. Woody, you're back, she whispered to me as I clumsily got up from my chair and approached the stage. I told you I would be, I reminded her. Well, come on up then, she coaxed with a slight tilt of her head. I opened my old burgundy velvet-lined case, removed my sacks, and tiptoed up to stage front to join her. Murmurs traveled around the room, and I felt a sudden moment of panic, but Violetta sensed it and rescued me with a warm smile, which literally melted my heart. This should be fun, she whispered. Fun is my middle name, I deadpanned. 
How about if we just run through some of the old standards, okay? She asked. Old standard is my middle name, I replied in monotone. I thought you said fun was your middle name, she said, recognizing that my responses were the result of my nervousness. Oh, yeah. You lead. I'll follow, I offered as my last retort. Playing alongside a vocalist is a challenge that many musicians don't seem to understand. My goal would be to augment without overpowering her talent, never getting in the way or drawing attention away from her own musicianship. That in mind, I stood to the side and slightly behind her out of the spotlight. The house lights dimmed while the stage spotlights were raised, signaling the start of her last set. Violetta immediately turned to speak to the remaining audience members as if cued by the lights. Well, as you can see, my new friend, Woody Reed, has returned to join me on stage for a few numbers. Won't you please make him feel at home? Polite applause did wonders for my soul, but I must admit to being just a little bothered by her reference to a few numbers. I understood all too well this was her out clause if she didn't like what she heard. But such wouldn't be the case on this evening if I had anything to say about it, or perhaps I should say if I had anything to play about it. Without wasting another moment or even bothering to see if I was ready, she launched us into the first song. As she sang the melody above her guitar accompaniment, I ever so gently wove my answering phrases around her lovely voice, always allowing her adequate space to express herself without worrying about what I was playing behind her. By the middle of the first chorus, I could see that she was appreciating the sensitivity of my musical answers to her vocal impressions, and her smile virtually lit up the stage. That was all I needed to see. After singing two verses, she turned her head slightly towards me and whispered, Take it, Woody. Those words were music to my ears, and I took us on a meandering little ride before surrendering the stage back to Violetta. She had been as meticulous in her accompaniment to me as I had been in mine to her, providing the necessary support and structure without demanding that I subjugate my thoughts to hers. There was no need to worry about how to end the song, for the best ending is the most natural one, which we employed without forethought. As Violetta held her last note, eyes closed, I whispered one final saxophone flourish around her voice. When finished, we both had no choice but to remain in place, eyes still closed, savoring the moment, tasting the richness of our first creative encounter. Only after several cherished seconds had passed did she open her eyes and look up at me, to find me looking at her with the same thoughts in my mind that she must have held in hers. Forgive me, but playing music is not all that different from making love. And in a manner of speaking, Violetta and I had just made passionate but gentle love, and on our first date no less in front of 75 strangers. Sometimes love can be quite tender and understanding, as had just been the case. Other times it could be forceful, even rough, as it would be on the next tune. 
She began playing the introduction before the audience had ceased their applause for the previous song. Appropriate to the blizzard still raging outside, Harold Arlen's stormy weather provided a wonderful showcase for Violetta to display her raunchy, bluesy side, bending her guitar strings to her implacable will. This was quite the opposite of tender. On the contrary, our repartee smacked of a shouting match, probing each other's defenses to see who would win the argument. She did. We followed next with Cole Porter's classic, What Is This Thing Called Love, Walter Gross's Tenderly, and finally George Gershwin's Someone to Watch Over Me. If you must know, Violetta and I were getting to know each other intimately through our musical explorations. I can only wonder if the people in the audience had even the slightest idea that they were but voyeuristic witnesses to our lovemaking on stage. For Violetta left no doubt in my mind as to her needs and wants, as so warmly hinted at by the title of that last song. I comforted her, caressed her, indeed I stroked her soul without need of physical touch. I realized for the first time that the room was not only back at full capacity, but dozens more people were standing in the back, craning their necks for a view of our little platform. Apparently, word of our passionate musical lovemaking had spread through the lodge like wildfire. The two of us, accompanied by our audience, had settled into a comfortable place, and a few numbers had by now stretched into the full set. The audience knew they were fortunate to bear witness to our creative exchanges, and Violetta turned to me as she prepared to announce the final selection, eager for me to share in the joy she was unafraid to display at our loving adventures. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for spending your time with us this evening. I must say, this has been a truly special night for me. Please show your appreciation to our guest artist for tonight's last set, a very special musician and tenor saxophonist, Woody Reed. The audience stood and applauded enthusiastically, Although the clock's big hand now pointed to the twelve and the little hand to the two, the people favored us with cries of, More! Thank you again, she smiled, not waiting for them to quiet down. With your kind permission, we'd like to perform one more beautiful old standard for you. Violetta turned her eyes towards me, and from her lovely lips floated five simple words in the form of a question. You know lush life, Woody? <laughs> 